A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Air New Zealand's Grab-A-Seat. Head to grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. We first had Melbourne-based mum, blogger and TV producer Elizabeth Anil on the Self Love Club a year ago and her story resonated with many. What a lot of people would consider a dream life was turned upside down and she became a single mum. Thinking she dealt with the worst of it and that 2019 was going to be her year, Elizabeth realised she had a lot more healing to do. Learning to be on her own, developing severe anxiety and living in a state of fight or flight. Elizabeth has spent the last year prioritising her self-care and well-being. We're really lucky to have Elizabeth back on the Self Love Club podcast. Elizabeth, welcome back to the Self Love Club podcast. Yay. This is the second time we've had you on now. <laughs> thank you for having me again, and thank you for coming to my home. I know. Thank you for having me. Um, and I know that your episode last time, a lot of people really loved it, and I've had friends or listeners that have told me they've listened to it multiple times over. So that blows me away. That no, is so nice. So thank I was, you. <laughs> I thought we'd catch up with you because basically it's a year on yes. from when we caught up with you last time. God. So how's everything been going with you? Like, talk us through your. 2019 how did it all go for well, you well do we have like is this going to be like a five-hour podcast <laughs> chat or something because how long do we have um so when we caught up in january i had recently broken up with a boyfriend that i was with last year and you know that was it come to its natural end and you know very good breakup and i think i'd gone i felt like i'd gone through my my crappy time of my life and and then that relationship ended and I was like, okay, great. Now that's all behind me. And now 2019 is my year and I'm going to shine. And this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, and that's really cute of me to have thought that. <laughs> Essentially, how sweet. Um, because what I didn't realize, um, and isn't hindsight 2020, that when uh, I had the boyfriend last year, he was actually, unknowingly, I didn't realize, was a, a band aid for what I'd been, I'd experienced before him. Mm-hmm. And so when we'd broken up, then when all when stuff kept happening, because basically to put it in a nutshell, I, I now co-parent um, my out my three year old son with his dad who broke my heart. Um, and so now you know he's still in my life, obviously, because we have a child together. So you know, things flare up from time to time mm-hmm. and things happen when you've got that kind of relationship. And I found that I didn't have that person in my life of, of, of my boyfriend to make that all better for me mm-hmm. every time I had to learn to do it myself. And what I found that then when we broke up at the start of the year, that 
my wound was still that wound in my heart was still weeping and oozing and pussy and all the gross things and um I had no one to try to band-aid it anymore so what then followed was a year of learning to sit in discomfort and um learning to be by myself and learning to yeah sit through all the crappy yucky uncomfortable feelings that I was band-aiding or had or thought I were over and I didn't have to feel anymore because that stage of my life was over um but newsflash it all wasn't over and it was all very still much there it was just simmering under the surface when you talk about those uncomfortable feelings and things what kind of things were you battling with was it being alone yes so I am the kind of person that's always had um I've always had boyfriends I've always had relationships and then when my ex-fiance and I broke up it was maybe about eight or nine months until I was with then the next boyfriend I was with who was a wonderful wonderful man um and that just happened very organically I wasn't Mm. searching for anyone and what I didn't realize with those eight months between my ex-fiance and I broke up and my next boyfriend was that there was still so much more to deal with, but it was also intense at that time that I didn't even have a chance to get to that other Mm. crap to deal with. Um, So what then happened this year was that everything then had come up to the surface to yeah. deal with and and you probably thought you had already dealt with it because I, I, I know done. I think yeah. all the time and a lot of us can relate to that when you've gone through something horrible whether it be a breakup or something traumatic you feel like you've dealt with your crap and then it comes back and you're like no I've felt this all before I've felt this I this thought done. yeah and yeah. I, I've had that before where you're like I've felt this I've done this why are we here again why are we here again and that's what I couldn't believe yeah. and I was like, it's been almost a year and a half, two years since my um, ex-fiance and I broke up. How am I back in this place again? Mm. And I think when you're then in that place that much time later, people don't even understand anymore because when it's so fresh and you have your heart broken or something bad happens in your life, you know, everyone's so supportive. But then as time goes past, people don't understand why you're still upset. Yeah, well, they just sort of, it's kind of, it's back of their mind because it happened yeah, you know, however long it happened ago. Like, you should be ago. over it by now or... This hasn't just happened. Like, mm. you should be sweet by mm-hmm. now. So that's, yeah, so it was a bit of that. And then I think what I then realized is that come April, um, which is two years since my um, ex and I broke up, um, I developed anxiety out of nowhere. And I'd never had that in my in my life. Um, I didn't even, like, I knew what it was, obviously. And I knew I've heard of other people speak about it. And I wrote a blog post about this as well because I used to hear people talk about anxiety and hear people discuss it and I just think, oh, goodness, that must be tough And because I just didn't know Mm. what it meant and and I didn't know anyone that really had it as well and I just thought, oh, that must be a tough time. But so naively I just think, oh, can't you just, you know, deep breathe? Mm. Can't you just go for a walk in nature and that makes you feel better. Like they're, they're the kinds of things I think because I just had no idea. Mm. Um, and then it was April of this year and my, my ex-fiancé and I had, had a particularly awful fight, um, which, which we don't that often. It's not like we have that kind of tumultuous relationship now, but this one was particularly bad. And I remember we just hung up. I think he, he hung up on me and all of a sudden this feeling started bubbling up and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Oh my goodness. Mm. And all the, my limbs, my toes, my fingers, 
started tingling Mm -hmm. and I just was, I couldn't, I was breathing really fast. And I just knew in that moment, I'm like, you are having a panic attack. This is it. And it was horrendous. It was so, and I don't even know how to explain it apart from what I did just then, but what it actually feels like is so much different to how it can Mm -hmm. be explained. Um, and the only, only, you only get it if you've had one. And I kind of pushed through that and thought it would be okay. And then, um, I actually ended up in hospital not long after that because I had a second one that was just so bad and it went for like 45, 50 minutes. Oh my goodness. And that was just so unlike anything I'd experienced. It was so frightening. Um, and that was so amazing in the hospital. They made, they really helped. And they actually, the doctor who who looked after me was so incredible and I gave her a little bit of a background of what I've been through and she just kind of held my hand and then she just slipped me a card and it was a card for a psychology service and she was like, I think it's really going to help you to speak to someone. Yeah. And I had done that and I was never against that. I was always so for that, but I'd done that in 2017 and I just thought I didn't think I needed it anymore, but I, I did. Mm. There was still so much to deal with. So I, um, it was, it was, it was breaking through that and and I guess swallowing my pride and realize that I still have a lot to deal with and and part of that was realizing that I'd lived in this heightened heightened state of flight or fight essentially I say two years because that was the the day since you know my whole world unraveled in 2017 and I became a single mom and just for context that's when I found out my fiance was having an affair and that's that was the before moment and the after moment was that night but um I'd been living in flight or fight well before that as well because I think back to my pregnancy with my son and that was actually a great source of stress and anxiety as well because my my partner and I were having problems at the time too and I did a lot of it alone. So I just remember I just traced back to living in this state since early 2016. Yeah. Then come 2019, my body just went, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Mm. You need to... Go. It was your body gives you what I've since learned gives you so many warning signs of give me help, give me help, and you can keep ignoring it or put the band aids on or think that things like alcohol or I don't know boyfriends or food is going to help, but um, until you really address it, it's just going to get louder and worse and louder and worse until eventually you're in the hospital going, where the hell am I and how the hell has this happened? Mm. Um, so then I just I, I left there and that felt my, like my rock bottom I just there was, there's nothing shameful in seeking help but just for me personally I just thought how have I ended up here how is this my life and mm-hmm. I need to fix it so I found a psychologist I went started seeing a one again um I found a new one the other one was great but just for different needs um res- resumed life coaching with my life coach I then just started doing all the practices that I'd forgotten, went and got Reiki again, went and, I don't know, everyone kept telling me exercise is going to really help. And I thought, "Mm, how much is exercise going to help? It's up in my brain. And no, actually it has helped me so much. So I started exercising again and I just little by little just took little baby steps each day to fix my mental health and to fit and support and help me again and just stripped it all back and went back to basics because mm. there was still so much that I had to deal with. What was So you say that that was a rock bottom for you. You probably in your mind, and I can relate to this, I think a lot of people can, when you've already hit your rock bottom, then when you, you know, like you had a situation like you did and then you're like, this is my rock bottom. What did that feel like for you? Was it shame? Were you just like... 
Were you disappointed in yourself? Yeah, I was really disappointed in myself and really ashamed and embarrassed. And I think because the fight my ex and I had was so epic, um, it triggered a lot in me that I hadn't yet healed. Um, And it was, you know, the fight was a lot around just stuff that I haven't dealt with in myself that I shouldn't react with so much volatility two years on it shouldn't still be like this and I'm a big believer in that you know healing isn't linear and you have to really appreciate and let your body and grieve and let your mind grieve and but at the same time you have to eventually come to a point where you are accountable for how you're reacting Mm -hmm. and the way I was reacting was so flash tempered and so hot yeah hot tempered and Although things can happen to you, and I like to say that the argument we had wasn't actually my fault, but what was my fault is how I react. Yeah. And that's what got my body into such a spin, and that's what saw me in hospital, and I think that's what I was ashamed of. It's like, should is such a yucky word in a way, but also I've been through enough and I've, I've, I've done so much work on myself that I should have more tools that I can use to mm. help me deal with situations that are stressful. Um, so I think then my body reacting like that and then being in the hospital was just a wake-up call. It was mm. just like you need to look after your health yeah. because if you want to be as well the best mum that I want to be for my son uh, and be the best woman I want to be and the best co-parent as well, um, and see, I want my son to grow up seeing two parents that respect each other. You're not going the right way about this. Yeah, and I guess in some ways, like you weren't to know, you hadn't dealt with anxiety before. So for you, that was a new thing. And I guess, like in some ways, yes, we can always say, oh well, I should have more tools to my, you know, my toolkit right now to deal with this. But when you're thrown in a new situation, like having a panic attack for the first time mm. ever, you've never experienced it before. I've had friends who, in the last while as well, have two people actually I'm very close with who have gone to hospital as well because they thought they were having a heart attack. They thought they were going to die. Mm. And as someone who's myself has had um, panic attacks or anxiety since I was a child, I can relate to that. But for someone when you're first having it, people just automatically go to the hospital because, Mm. you know, when it's... Yeah, you would know what's happening. That's right. But that's only because I had experienced it younger and I didn't know what it was because, Mm. I mean, I feel like now at least people talk about anxiety. Well, we were kids and it's not like we were kids a long time ago, (laughs) but even in the last 10, 10, five years, I really feel like it's changed. Mm. Before it was like, you didn't even go to a doctor for anxiety really 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean just, maybe, but not yeah. like you do. Like people just talk about it a lot more now. It always sounds embarrassing and silly to admit right here, right now, that I went to hospital for an anxiety attack. But it's as you said, but you just have no know. idea what to do. And so at the, in the time, you think your body's in danger, which it is. Yeah. You're, well, the anxiety. I didn't know how to calm myself. That was the thing, and my yeah. mum was like, "We don't know how to." I didn't know how to bring myself and down. Honestly, it's taken me to. 30 to be able like 29 basically to be able to calm myself down I don't have them very often but it took me that long to be able to I can self-soothe myself through a panic attack mm. but for years I always needed someone else mm. as like a, mm. a safety like you know like or hold on to something because oh god like I can't but you can do it yourself mm. and it's not easy god it's mm. hot. anxiety honestly is one of the worst things it's hard I, 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 relentless I, I yeah and i think that was the side of it that i i you know those attacks were awful the side that i didn't 
know existed was that how it lingers in you then. Mm-hmm. And it, then what then followed was a few months of feeling like I was depressed but and exhausted and I used to find it difficult to get out of bed in the morning and I just wanted to lie on the couch but also this anxiety in me was you got to keep going like get up get to do this okay this is what you got to do now and it would then be I'd text my mum and say anxiety's here this morning and it was just you know filled my body and I just had it almost felt like you've taken you know uh done a shot of red bull and you're just like I don't know what to do with all this energy and I think I found that really debilitating and then it's tiring it's tiring it's emotionally draining it's physically draining and then what started to happen is what I never knew happened as well I'd start to get this weird thing where I would have a busy day and I would then come five six o'clock be in a comatose state on the couch unable to move my entire body aching my throat flared up and I would be lying there and my son would need his dinner and I was able to muster just enough energy to feed him his dinner because he needs it obviously he can't do it himself he was two at the time um but no energy to feed myself and I would just give him his dinner then lie back on the couch and I would I would think okay great I've got the flu I'm getting sick I can just rest for a few days and then I'll be okay. And then I'd wake up in the next morning and it was fine. And then a few days later it would happen again. And then this was my life that any time I pushed myself even slightly harder, even just enjoyable days, it didn't have to be something stressful, my body would react like that and I'd find myself in a blanket on the couch, physically unable to move. Um, and that's then when I went and started seeing a naturopath as well because I'm like, I cannot live like this yeah. anymore. And that's when anxiety can go to, obviously, your adrenals and your adrenal think, fatigue, chronic fatigue. You know, it is very physical. It is. And that's all stuff I didn't know as well. And my naturopath said, it, you know, I didn't have adrenal fatigue, but it was heading, it was in that tra- trajectory. Yeah. It was just going that way. And um, she really helped me. And this is why I'm such a big believer in, you don't have to have experienced anxiety. You don't have to have experienced depression. But if you ever have going through anything um, that is challenging, seek any kind of kind of help that will support you. Whether yeah. that's you know a doctor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or it's something you want to go the more natural route. You know, all of them have their place. And I was doing. I was still seeing a psychologist, but I also was going to see her, and she was giving me um, tonics and things that help reduce. Uh, the adrenaline in my body. And that's when I established how much that I'd been living in this flight or fight um, state. And then she also gave me all these other supplements. Um, and then I also had a nutritionist as well, which I guess both of they overlap a little, but I got a lot out of each of them. And it was just about supporting my health again mm. um, and reducing the anxiety in my body, supporting my gut health, supporting all my nutrient levels and I just started prioritizing my health as number one more Mm. than anything actually my son is the number one priority but for me to be the best mum to him, yeah. my health is paramount. So and that's where it all starts with your health, with yourself and yeah. whatever you can do to support that. I think people who I, I just think looking after yourself is so important. It's when just, it comes to anxiety or anything you're going through, looking after your health, what you're eating um, because it's so, it's just, it's the, you know, it's self care. And, and we finest. neglect it, yeah. you know, and as you said, it's self care, self care. And I think as, as well as a mum, you just come second and it's so neglected, but then all of a sudden this year has been about 
to quote Kylie Jenner about realizing, <laughs> realizing, <laughs> realizing lots of things. Um, but with some of the things, you know, is realizing what your limits are and how important my health is. And mm. it is, it, it, it's my mental and physical health impacts everything. So it's been a journey of getting that back to a level that was healthy mm. and, supporting my physical body and my mental body, my emotional health in an all different, with all different ways. And after a really, really intense, maybe I'm going to say March, it started to get pretty crap, April, very bad. Um, and then until about August, I all of a sudden just started to feel just this fog starting to lift. And I do remember thinking this little voice in my head, just saying, just get to September, you know, with the change of season, it'll start to feel better. And I don't know why, but I just had this goal in my head that September would be better somehow. And it was, and it was just because every single day I took tiny little baby steps. Um, And sometimes those baby steps were very, very baby, but sometimes they were a big leap. And it was always every day the focus was on my health um, and getting me back healthy and supporting me. And yeah, then September did came and, things that usually would have triggered me happened and I was able to deal with it and this weight was lifted up and I just had my friends going you're, you're different you know something's changed and I'm like I'm happy again dealt with that stuff that you thought you probably had thought, dealt with. yeah and I'm like I've, it was a really intense fog of dealing with it and I was like I'm I'm finally healthy and mm. happy and I'm at a really good point and I think a lot of that came down to the self-talk I was telling myself so a lot of it was telling myself that I was not good enough and I was ugly and I was the reason and I'm stupid and how could you still be feeling like this you idiot you should be feeling like this and everyone must be thinking this of you they must be thinking you're so weak and pathetic and look how pathetic you are you're still sitting you know these are the things running through my head um, so it was reteaching that as well. And, and some of that, the things that I did that I felt really helped with that was, um, my life coach co- taught me to meditate. Um, and sometimes that is so painful. Sometimes you just sit there yeah. and you're like, when is this going to end? Yeah. And other times it's wonderful. And also I just wrote, and this is, I can't suggest this highly enough about, I've got about 30 affirmations in my phone. Yeah. And I just make myself read them every single day that I just came up with the ones that resonate yeah. with me. Every morning, sometimes I just don't feel like it. Sometimes I don't resonate. I'll read those damn affirmations. And eventually what happened was my brain started rewiring to believe this stuff, these beautiful things that I am strong and I'm capable and I am, I deserve a life that, you know, a good life and I deserve good things to come my way. And I would say it even when I didn't believe it. And I think when September came, I started believing all that stuff about myself. And I think in some ways with the, with the bad comes a lot of good. So, I mean, with you going through that and your body basically giving you these physical warning mm. signs, you know, you got, so you've gone through that crap and now it's like you've worked through that. So now you're actually, in some ways, I reckon this year has been, you had the initial trauma, you mm. went through the really yucky stuff. And then this year has been probably a really important pivotal year of actually yeah. going, okay, this happened with another person now it's time to deal with the stuff that's within me because I mean especially going through I mean it could be anything but a, a betrayal like that mm. it's gonna make someone feel pretty oh, crap about themselves what that makes you think about yourself you blame that you take that all on yourself and mm. anyone that's experienced that I think would resonate with that fact that 
you think it's something wrong with you. Mm. And so that's what I was living with. And then the boyfriend that I had last year, though he was so wonderful, it masked it because I just then believed what he thought of me. And he thought I was wonderful, all the things that I didn't think about myself, but it was someone else's viewpoint of me I was mm. believing again. What, what was my viewpoint of me? Well, strip all that away. And this year, my viewpoint was still you were unworthy and mm. you are not good enough and you deserve all the crap things that come to you because, yeah, I don't know. It's because really sad yeah. when we think about it, but we, Horrible. we become so used to that in a dialogue because that's just thoughts. And I wanted to believe, I wanted myself, I wanted to get to a point where. I can give myself what I need. Yeah. I, wa- I didn't want to ser- seek it in people anymore. And as I said, I've always had partners. And this year is just about being alone because I wanted to seek it within me. I didn't want to have to keep reaching for someone else for me to believe what I should have already known. And that's so important and such a, an important thing for everyone to do, no matter what and what stage. I think it, that resonates a lot with a lot of people because yeah a lot of us have gone from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. or you know a lot of people have gone from high school to then not really having a lot of time in between being single and it's not even about that it's relying on friends or family um for that kind of emotional support mm-hmm. that that's great and it's good to have a support network but i think it's so important to be able to do that for yourself and that's not easy it's not easy it's not and if you are going through that or you're still not there that's okay because absolutely it's so hard hard. and that's why this year was so hard because i I was was saying that to you that i had to learn to sit on that couch that i'm pointing to on a saturday night when my son was with his dad and there was no one to sit here and be with me and it was like you just have to sit here and feel this. How crap does it feel? You know, how lonely does it feel? Mm. Or how liberating does it feel? Mm. Or how about you can cook a meal that you want to cook and slowly clean it up? Or how about you can go for a sunset walk with the dog, just you and her? How about I can watch what I want to watch on the TV? So it was about flipping that mindset Mm. between how depressing and sad I'm sitting at myself by myself at 29 on my couch watching Friends on a Saturday night to ah, how lovely is this? And I can put a face mask on. And and that was the journey because many Saturday nights, I just use Saturday night as as an example because I think that's when we can feel lonely. Yeah, especially I I can relate with that. It's been the last few years where I'm not so bothered. I am quite lucky I live with one of my best friends. But but in saying that, even before we did, um, no, I remember if I wasn't doing something on a Saturday night, say five, four years ago, I was like, oh, like you feel very alone on yes. a Saturday night if you're There's something not. Something about it. It's a Saturday. I think it's because when we grow up, that was the night. You know, you'd go yeah. out on a Saturday night and you'd at least do something. Yeah, you'd yeah. do something. You'd see your friends. You'd have dinner, and then to not do something is really like, oh, I, like I'm so alone. But so alone. now everyone's and you look on Instagram, which social media is great, but it's also really crap in the sense. And then oh, everyone's, everyone's out, out doing things. And they're so happy, out. and no one's invited me to do anything yeah, tonight. So, yeah. But now I'm like, I love Saturday night. Yeah, now I'm but, like, no, sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> busy at home. Like, yeah, which is, it's busy. It's so nice and getting up early on Sunday and going for you know going to the gym or going for a yeah. walk or doing not yoga. Feeling hungover and crap. Not feeling crap or eating crap food yeah. and feeling myself you know don't get me wrong I love a bowl of chips but that wasn't working for me anymore and I yeah. had to really address my food and I had to address yeah that those feelings of loneliness and and ascertain that there's a difference between being lonely and being alone as long as I've been single and I've just not wanted anyone in my life that doesn't 
fill my cup or doesn't fit doesn't fit as well yeah. like I think I was the only I saw I was seeing someone for a few weeks um and it seemed to be going well and there was just a lot of warning signs I probably ignored and then I, it just it fizzled and then I was just a bit like once upon a time that would have upset me now I'm like oh my god yes thank you next like yeah you just I just I don't need that it's it's if it happened it happened but it didn't and mm. like and so I'm like thank god it was only a few weeks and it wasn't longer yeah, and like, it's like know, whatever six months and then you're really invested in yeah, you know, yeah. No, no 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 not at all so but the rest of the time it's essentially through that as well it's been being by myself and yeah and, and, I, and how you, liberating if you're obsessed with travel like I am, you need to check out Air New Zealand's Grab a Seat. They have loads of deals on flights up for grabs every day so you can tick off your travel bucket list. Whether you're keen to explore hidden gems in New Zealand or head off on a gals weekend in Aussie, get amongst a lush island getaway or lap up the goodness at a wellness retreat in Bali, they've got you covered. Plus, you can even head further across the globe to the USA or Asia. Next level, right? Make sure you check out grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. Thanks to Air New Zealand's Grab a Seat for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. When situations happen where you're able to deal with it way better than you would in the past, it doesn't mm-hmm. make you crumble. And if it does, that's fine. But it's, I think, yeah, when you reach those situations, which we all do at different times, where we're like, oh my God, like I didn't, like I didn't get really upset by that. It's happened so many times too since that things with, yeah, my ex-fiance, because we're still in each other's lives, there'll be little triggers or something. And I go, oh my God, once upon a time that would have had me crazy (laughs) psycho Elizabeth, you know, all really upset and crying or, and now I'm just like, whatever, turn my phone around or, and he and I are in a much better place too, because I think what, although we haven't, we have I've always tried to maintain a good relationship. We do a lot of co-parenting things. It can be crappy times as well. But he and I have got to the point where, well, for me, I was like, I can't keep fighting like that fight that had me, you know, really bad Mm. for my mental health. So how am I going to turn this around? Because this can't continue down this path. Um, And I think I've, he and I are now really open with communicating what's upsetting us. So I can be like, hey, I wasn't really a big fan. I didn't really like this. And it's made me feel, I'm pretty pissed off and a bit upset. Can you just not talk to me for 12 hours? And he'll go, yep, got it. Leave me alone. Or maybe I want to talk to him about it. And I'll go, this is how it's made me feel. Why did it happen like this? And he'll go, okay, yep, I can understand where you're coming That's from. Good. It's It's completely different rather than two people just combusting and exploding yeah. at each other. Because, I mean, you are in a situation mm. where other people will find themselves there too you literally have to raise a child you with someone that you're not on. with anymore. So yeah. you have to, I like hats off to you. Like that oh, must be you. so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've actually got to stay, it's not just like it's an ex that you're like, cool, that's my ex. It's yeah. literally someone that's in your life because you have a child. We together. have a child together. And, a young child. And you see a lot of people and I never will judge who make, you know, they have very different situations to me that um, they can't have that kind of relationship because it is so acrimonious. But for us, I had the choice of going, well, he did this to me and this happened and I can hate him and punish him and forever and be resentful mm. and that will kill me. That'll ruin my life as you know, that'll, that'll be really bad for my mental health. Mm. And my son will watch up, watch two people, his two parents grow up hating each other and not being able to go to the same event or, I can put down the swords and come to a really good place with him 
And it's not only better for my mental health, which is so important, but also my son has an example of a really healthy relationship mm. in front of him. And, and he and I have spoken that the most important thing is that Ollie sees his dad respect and care for his mom. And I know he really cares for me. It's in a different way now. And that's such an important example for a young man to mm. see is a man caring for their mum. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and he does look after us and, you know, there can be things I won't like and I'll do things he won't like, but at the end of the day, we always seem to be able to come back to that, you know, that our relationship, co-parenting relationship is more important than all this other crap. Mm. So it's been, yeah, a massive year of realising. Yeah, <laughs> and because, I mean, you have had a really big year for yourself and I'm really pleased that it ended much better for yeah. you and you're in a much better space and, and you had to go through that mm. there's mm. no and that's the thing like with whatever shitty situation you're in people are like oh how do i like whether it be a breakup or mm. whatever you have to feel it you have to be mm. in the yucky uncomfortable mm. yucky stage there's no way around it you can't just like delete and then just skip to the no. part you, it doesn't work like that so mm. you do have to go through it but like you said you looked after yourself you self-cared your way out of it really with a lot of with help from people yeah. that's fine like calling people that help mm-hmm. whatever it may be you know tweaking things looking after yourself doing things for yourself each day that are literally the i had someone say to me um years ago it was like someone was talking at a seminar and it was like look after yourself like you would a small child so nurture true. yourself like you would a, what would you do if your son was feeling this way okay do that for yourself and would i say to him oh this is so stupid and pathetic come on get up off the couch yeah no. <laughs> so you would feed yeah. them well you would put them to mm-hmm. bed you know you'd give them a so bath true. you know like all the things just think of yourself like a child basically that in those times such a good yeah that is such a good way to put it and as you said just feeling it all and so many people do ask oh how did you get from here to here and I was like because I freaking just sat on that goddamn couch and felt it and it would feel so bad and it would just be so uncomfortable and there was nights that I thought will I ever feel better because this is excruciating Mm. and then one magical day I didn't even notice that I hadn't felt bad for two weeks and then I hadn't felt bad for a month. And then it was like, oh, it's been six weeks since I've had a meltdown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my and God. you're almost expecting one. Yes. You're like, oh, oh God, when's it coming? You know, <laughs> it's like one thing with anxiety. It's like getting anxiety. And then there's like anxiety because you haven't had it. Yeah. I'm like, hang on. Why is everything? Okay? Yeah. And you know, that being said, I think it is important to note that although it is a lot better now and I was offered, um, back in like May to go on medication, to go on, uh, antidepressants and, I definitely don't judge anyone that does that. I think there's such a place for them for people that need it. But there was just something in me that thought, no, this isn't, this isn't, that's not what it is. It's more that I have to deal with in myself. Mm. And um, just for me personally, again. Yeah. And everyone's different mm, in terms of, I think timing as well. Like sometimes, I mean, yeah, exactly. Always seek professional help and do what they say to do because that's, every situation is different, but I know for myself as well at different times, you're like, no, I need to try these different things. And then if that doesn't help, then I will do that. That's what I said to my doctor too. I'm like, I just feel, just give me a little bit more time. And if this doesn't help, then yeah, absolutely. Yes. And that was always the plan. And then of course, then September came and you know, and don't get me wrong that the anxiety is way better. And I don't, I haven't really, I haven't had a panic attack for a while um i can't remember the last time which is probably a good thing mm. but then there would just be some times that you just wake up and it's just there and, and it follows a, you around tapping a, you on the shoulder yeah, all day it will be, yeah and it's not nice it's not like there's no easy way to put it it's not nice but it's just it it is a normal human emotion mm-hmm. 
it's another thing I someone told me once it's it's literally a normal human emotion some people just feel it more intensely or more often than other people but everyone has that feeling at different times mm-hmm. whether they call it worry or fear or just feeling sick and nervous yeah. like you're that's a when you know no human's not going to experience that at some yeah. point yeah so um, I just think it's been I feel at a lot better place now and I feel really Oh, no, I'm so excited for 2019. I actually feel really excited for 2020. I read something really good that I thought it would be good to share, actually. I think my friend actually might have shared it with me. Um, before, it sounds cliche when I started, but when a caterpillar is in the cocoon and is about to become a butterfly, they literally turn into a pile of goo. <laughs> before they come out as this beautiful butterfly. So everyone thinks, oh, you know, the, the metaphor is, you know, you go through the cocoon and then you burrow out and see the light and then you come out as this beautiful butterfly. Uh-uh, you've literally t- got to turn into a pile of goo. <laughs> and so I like to think that this year was my goo. Yeah. <laughs> well, those few months at least were the goo. And um, I don't, yeah, I feel like that and I just have come out and hopefully a bit more butterfly yes yeah of course you are <laughs> what are some things that you feel you're ready for now or you want to do now that you've gone through this yeah trip? I feel like I'm still working I still work in tv is producing but I do want to do a lot more stuff for myself I've started a podcast yeah, which I'm really well excited about so thank good. you um it's called lemonade and it's turning people turning their lemons into lemonade and I think that is exactly what's my story's been all about because I had the blog, which I've discussed with you on the podcast our yeah. last episode. It's all about finding the silver linings and it's about my, for me, doing things like this, speaking to you, sharing my story and sharing the shitty, gooey mm. times on the couch and also sharing the wins. I just feel like when you let go a bit, mm-hmm. you pave the way for the universe to welcome in abundance and yeah. flow more. And that can take time, but you're setting, you, you are... You have to be what you want to attract mm. is what I've learned too. So when everything felt crap and I felt crap, I was attracting more crap in. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, but if I want to be who I want to be, you almost have to fake it till you make it exactly. almost. Yeah. And that's the thing like with your affirmations and your mm-hmm. positive self-talk, even if you're not feeling mm-hmm. those feelings and you don't feel like you're good enough, tell yourself it, fake it until you actually yep. feel it and you know it's true. Yeah. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I am beautiful. Yep. Even if you don't Even think if you, you are, don't think tell it. yourself because it's like actually biochemically your brain. It rewires. It rewires it. And it's like, yeah, it's the fake it till you make it saying. I never really appreciated it as much as I do now because literally like just fake it. You don't feel confident going into a room seeing your ex-partner. I, there was a girl that has to, uh, who messaged me a while ago, well, not that long ago, and she has to work with her ex oh, like God, every I can't day. Even imagine. And she's like, I just feel so shit. And it's like, yeah, of course. But I was like, just fake it. Fake that you are confident and and, and it doesn't mean that you have to be like all over the top. But no, just, just try to channel that okay. energy that you want to be. I think is the thing. It's not yeah, about being a fake no, person. It's not, and that's what channeling I used to think. who you want to be. And eventually, I do think you will be that. Yeah, before um, you know it, mm. you won't be faking it till you make it. You will actually be that confident person mm-hmm. walking into a room, seeing your ex-boyfriend, and not feeling crap about yourself. Mm. Like, it, yeah, fake it till you make it. You're right. I used to think it was about being fake, but it's yes. not. It's just being strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and everything you want yourself. to be. Yeah. yeah. And showing up for yourself. So, mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. And then 2020, there was a few exciting. exciting things. My very best friend is getting married and I'm Woo-hoo. a maid of honor. So we're going to Mexico for that. So there'll be no doubt a few margaritas there. <laughs> um, yeah. And just, yeah, enjoying life and, you know, still finally just saying, yeah, I'm like happily single, which is something I've never yeah. said and seeing where the opportunities take me and yeah, just still speaking speaking up and speaking out for good on you for what I think is important and that's the thing I think a lot of the time especially as a female when you're single people are constant like especially with you having a child mm. you know I even regardless of myself not having a child people just expect women to be in relationships yeah like oh have you are you seeing anyone mm-hmm. which is like it's fine it's just conversational are you seeing anyone have you got a boyfriend like they don't do that the same to guys, it I've noticed. And you know what? And it is actually a really awkward um, conversation for me when people ask because I'm going to say it so honestly. I don't speak to men. I don't have anyone ever speaking to me. I'm never on the text game with people. Like, it just doesn't happen for me like that. So when people ask, it actually starts to make me feel a bit like, oh, should I? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I don't. Oh. And then I know other single friends that are like, oh, look at this guy. I'm texting right, right, which is great. I'm always happy to listen. But it does trigger a bit in me. I'm like, what? I don't, I'm never texting anyone. I'm never – I and don't really go I don't go on dates yeah and if someone pops up it's very you're much like me where it's very organic they've yes. literally come into your life you've I'm not them. someone that has lot, multiple boys mm. or anything like that so no that's fine mm. a lot of a lot of people are like that I'm like that like, it just doesn't happen like when that. I'm talking to someone like and that's the thing people might say oh are you seeing someone you might have been you may be just because you're not you know, I think just because people aren't blasting things on social media, yes. you don't know what's happening. No, no. They might secretly be seeing someone, not secretly, but, you know, like not public, putting it on social yes. media for six months. But, yeah, there's something, it's very much, I've looked at it in, like, pop culture world with celebrities. It's always like, oh, she's 40 and still single. What's mm-hmm. wrong what's with her? What's wrong with her? Where's the man? He's a legend. You know, like, he's... They can be 34 and 35 and still being like... Maybe I'll set, settle down in the next few years. Can you imagine us having that freedom to say yeah, that? It just, it just, just doesn't happen. The way it's like uh, women and men are looked at in media or in that world, it's like it's something wrong with the woman because she's single. She's still single. Oh, What's my God, can you believe it? it? Yeah. Oh, how dare she be working on herself and enjoying uh, her life, you know? Exactly. He's a legend because he's single and he can do – there's no – it's like with women, it's like there's a – where people are hurrying us to sit yes. down. It's like – it's there's so it's much exhausting. more to like. and yeah. there's so much more like as you said and and I think a big thing I've realized as well is that I've I finally am loving being single because I just it's don't have good. to deal with someone you know okay it's great having a relationship and I definitely do I still want the same things I still want to get married and have children of course but you know what it's been so nice not dealing with another partners kind of crap in the sense of you know having fights and bickers with mm. partners and stuff i'm just not in the mindset to deal with it right now no. and i'm loving and that just good. at night it's just me and my son and he just sleeps in my bed every night now and there's no one like you know coming home at 4am and like you know where have you been or any you know or any fights like that and it's just us just living our best lives yeah. and having fun together and i think that's where the magic happens because if we're living our best lives, the only people that are going to be attracted to that are people that are as well. So exactly any right. man that I want to come into my life, I only want him to come in in that orbit, mm. in that sphere of us, me and my son being so happy in our lives yeah. rather than me needing a man to complete this picture. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly it. You've summed it up perfectly because I think in society it's like this idea that people need a man to 
do that for them, you know? And then they settle as well for the next best thing that comes along. But I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. No, don't unless, you, unless you're bloody, exactly. you know, if, unless you're, when I say perfect, if perfect isn't the right word, but you know, unless you're perfect for me and no one is perfect in their, in who they are, but you know, it's, and like, it's so important for it's me a, to have a good man in my life for yeah. my son that unless you're kind of that, it's kind of like, I don't really have time. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I'm totally the same yeah. as you. And it's with, with it, whether it be with men, relate like friendships, yep. anything in my life, if it's not like epic, mm-hmm. not perfect. No, not, no, no, no. Yep. Not epic, not in line, in line with me, like not what, what we're about. No. Let it fall like, away. Like no hard feelings, mm-hmm. but no. Like yep. no thank you. I don't have time. No, I don't. Mm. And it's like, life is short. Years go quickly. Like, life goes so fast and it's precious your energy is so precious precious. your time is precious do not waste it with people that aren't worth it and for me it's my yeah it's taking that into account for you know these are the best years with my son it's like well if you want if anyone that i want in my life you're bloody lucky to to be around that and experience that anyone that is 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 super lucky to be around him because he's freaking awesome and so cute yeah so um that's 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 the kind of energy Good. i i'm embracing and i think i have faked it till i am making it because i am making it now that is how i feel now yeah um and just hoping that that you know that attracts the right people whether it's relationship or friendship as you said and there's yeah. been a lot of people that have let just fall away this year yeah. and that's okay it's hard to keep up with everyone all the time you know like it's yeah. hard enough when you're trying to keep yourself care and check you're trying to you know your son your family working close friends working it's hard to have it all like mm-hmm. with, so- with a like a huge social life mm-hmm. oh that's what i find the hardest yes yeah <laughs> keeping everything else in order is enough and then you're like but i meant to go out and see people like, i know and socialize and go on dates i think as a single girl it's like oh but you're meant to be going on dates and then i see my friends that are i'm like oh that's exhausting <laughs> and that's it the right one will come and that's yeah. very organically as you said I as love, well i love organic hey yeah. thank you so much i think it's yes. epic hearing how your year has gone i love that you're so honest uh i feel like these days it's so important because mm-hmm. we like you say you know you're sitting on your phone on saturday night when you're on your own seeing everyone's life on instagram and it looks so awesome yes. and i think unless we're sharing these things in a real way in a genuine way um, it's hard because otherwise we just see everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. So we yeah. need to be talking about these things that everyone's going through and feeling and experiencing. It's just not talked about because I mean, yeah, you don't need to have a big sook on Instagram. It's not about no, that. no. But it's about yeah, doing just it. Feel in like a this has been a crappy month or yeah. Hey, I'm feeling like this, and I think that vulnerability really does help other people. What did you think your 2019 was going to look oh. like? Just to wrap up, <laughs> what do you think it was going to look like? I just this idea that I was at the butterfly stage firstly I thought I was that it was just like I was just gonna then be the super empowered boss babe who like had gone through the shit yeah and this had it sorted and not much phase me anymore and probably like after a little while after being fabulously single then an equally fabulous like man would just come into my life and it all just be like perfect and and like career would go really well and, and then I was just like uh, nothing no none of that has happened mm. yeah <laughs> but that's okay though because that's like the foundation of mm. like that stuff all comes when you are good in yourself exactly and you know what sometimes it comes when you're not good in yourself yeah you know and what there's I mean? so like, many examples so true yeah. of people i know who needed that at that time to help them but heal. how epic is it that mm. you now have gone 
through your gooey butterfly, <laughs> caterpillar to butterfly phase. Yes. And then now, like, whatever comes your way career-wise, relationship, friendship, life, you're going to be in such a better space. Such a better space. And that's my biggest advice, too. I think we get so caught up in being single or not having the life that we want, but you can't attract what you really need and what is best for you when you don't know what that is yourself or you're still, yeah, you're still trying to figure that out or you're just clinging to things out of desperation. I know there's been many times I've clinged to people and situations to make me feel better out of desperation and that doesn't work. Yeah. And it's really nice to get to a point that I don't have to do that anymore. And that's only come from intense self work, Mm -hmm. which we are all capable of. Sometimes we just want to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Do what is your like where do you feel like your self-love is now in oh. terms of a year ago? Oh, it's epic. It's just like when I know that people are trying to put me down or situations have happened that have once upset me, I've literally like, I'm too fabulous and good for this. I'm not putting up with this. Bye. I'll just say this to my friends. I'm like, this happened. I'm not putting up with this. I'm too good for this. And I hate when I, when I say this, the tall poppy syndrome is alive and well. Oh, yeah, I'm not no. saying I, I think, think I'm that. too good. No. I'm just saying my self-worth is too high and I care for myself too much to, to deal with anything that might minimize or chip away at that. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. No. Before you're rushing and thinking oh, I'm no, very bad. No, no one thinks <laughs> okay, that, good. but it's funny in ourselves when we say things, isn't yeah. it? No, no, I didn't think that at okay, all. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And it is once you love yourself and you respect yourself mm-hmm. and your self-worth grows, you don't put up with anything No, less. I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm, my time and my energy is too good and too valuable to do that and that's what self-worth looks like to me now um and just being in situations like for example's sake i used to when i'd be around my ex-fiance with our son he wouldn't say anything but it would be my internal dialogue telling me the whole time we'd be hanging out oh he's thinking i'm sure he's thinking you look like you've put on weight i'm sure he's thinking oh your skin looks really gross i'm sure he's thinking this about you that's the stupid stuff i used to think and then when i hung around him recently and i didn't realize the change i was hanging around him and i was just like I look great today and I feel great and I, you know, everything, you know, I love my top and, and I realized how much the internal dialogue had flipped. Right. Um, and it's nothing he's done. He's just the mirror triggering back, Mm. you know, that is triggering my own insecurities. He's not doing or saying anything. So I think that's really important to note as well, that sometimes people, you can project onto other people what's actually within you. Yes. And he wasn't doing it. It was just me thinking Mm. that around him. And now I hang around him and I feel really confident and great. Yeah, and good. Yeah. I'm so pleased. Hey, thank you so much no for your worries. time today. I'm sure there'll be like a round three that we catch up. <laughs> and I'll be like, 2020 was supposed to be my year. <laughs> no, it is. And like, I think, yeah, sometimes, like you say, you know, you have to go through some shit mm-hmm. and you thought you'd gone through it, but then there was some more to come. But it's so important to go through it because mm-hmm. now you are so much better equipped. Mm-hmm. Not that you weren't before, mm-hmm. but you really are to actually. Like when we say live our best lives, yeah, but you have to go through shitty mm-hmm. times or work through your crap or your insecurities or your pain. That's how you live your best life. To know what isn't your best life, you need to, almost need to know what isn't your best life to appreciate what is as well. Thank you so yeah, much. No Amazing. worries. Thank you so much for having me again. So proud of what you've done. <laughs> Thank Thank you. Good girlfriend. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self-love message. 
You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram, plus find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 